What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one. Of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies, you don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in, they handle all the stuff. That you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're gonna make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 3rd of November. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. Got a really great show planned for everybody today. We're going to get the winning plays. We're going to find out how to make the money, how to pay that mortgage with the college football, the NFL this weekend. Our pal Mark Zinno, he's going to join us. We'll get the winning plays from him. And of course, 
when we're talking about making all the winning plays, when we're talking about making the best wagers, hey, you know where we're going to go, and that's Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues last week, off and running NBA. We got college basketball ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, and you get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we'll get Mark on the show in a little bit, but we are just a couple sleeps away from not just the biggest Dolphin game. You know, every every time we have the Dolphins facing a big-time opponent, Dolphins and Bills, Dolphins and Eagles, and now Dolphins and Chiefs, every one of these games, and it's going to be the same thing when the Dolphins play the Bills in the final game of the season. Maybe the AFC East on the line. This week's game could go a ways toward deciding that as well. But every time we have one of these big games, it's the biggest game of the season for the Dolphins. This weekend might be the biggest game in the NFL yet this year. This isn't just some random game in London, overseas, wherever these playing, wherever they're playing these games. This is Dolphins, Chiefs, high-profile teams, explosive offenses, Tua, Mahomes. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Taylor Swift, Dolphin Denny, Dolphins, Chiefs. This is a monster game this weekend. So not just for the Dolphins, but the NFL overall, this game is very likely to get a big number. So NFL Network, and I think locally the game's airing on NBC. So you don't have to worry about that as far as over, you know, over the air broadcast. You'll be able to get it even if you don't have NFL Network. You're a Dolphin fan. You want to make sure you have the game. So we're just a couple sleeps away from a monster game this weekend. And I've told you what my attitude is here. I think they're ready, man. We've been talking about it all week. Like, here we go. There's going to be a fever pitch around this Dolphin team. If they can win this game this Sunday... I mean, how great is that, by the way? We talked about this with Travis Wingfield yesterday. If you miss any of Zaslow's show 2.0, you could always go back in the archives. I'd love for you guys to go back and catch anything you may have missed. Also, yesterday, we had a bonus episode of my wrestling podcast, It's Still Real to Me. You can go back and you can listen to that everywhere you get Zaslow's show 2.0. Make sure you're subscribed and you, you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff. It's great for the algorithm. I don't know how the algorithm works, but but then I get the monies, and everybody's really happy. So make sure you do all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your mother I say hello. And go back and listen to last night's bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me, where we previewed tomorrow afternoon's premium live event from Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. We gave our predictions. I think we're getting a title change. I think Drew McIntyre is winning the world championship tomorrow. Roman's not losing LA Knight. I think Drew McIntyre is winning the world championship tomorrow afternoon. So, I'm excited about that. Go back and listen to that. And then we'll have a reaction show probably tomorrow night. Uh, a Crown Jewel reaction show. But anyway, like I was saying to Travis Wingfield yesterday, Dolphins Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Game's over by 12.30. Dolphins win and they're just kicked back 
and relax and watch the rest of the game. You got your feet up on the couch or on the ottoman. I don't know what your setup is. I know in the Zaslow Mansion family room, my setup is I'm sitting there in my underwear with a Johnny Cube on my hand, and I'm watching the rest of the games, and I'm enjoying a Dolphin victory on Sunday morning. That's what I'm talking about. Can we start Monday? Can we start next week going into week 10 where the Dolphins are on a bye? Can we just be celebrating the Dolphins being first place in the AFC after a monster win against the Chiefs? I think they're ready. I think they're ready. So that's what's at stake this weekend. I think the Dolphins are primed. I think they are ready for this game. I think they catch some breaks that A, the game's in Germany, not Kansas City. B, you got the Chiefs coming off a bad loss. And they may say, oh, but Zaslow, that, that they're going to bounce right back. I don't know. I, I, I think you're getting the Chiefs at a good time. Patrick Mahomes was sick. He had the flu played in the cold, and then has to fly to Germany. I think this sets up really nicely for the Dolphins. And if the Dolphins win on Sunday, it will be a fever pitch among the Dolphin fan. You know, and we got a taste of it last year when the team got out to a 7-3 start. By the way, they're 6-2. and two, Like, they're even better this year. But we got a taste of it last year when they were 7-3. and three. And if you're a Dolphin fan who's like, you know, you're 20, 25 years old. And I was a huge Dolphin fan at 20, 25 years old. But you're that age. You've never experienced any kind of winning. You haven't experienced this team even as a contender. Playing meaningful games late in the season. Last year, you got a little taste of it. And man, people were excited about the potential of this Dolphin team. And reminds you, after so many years... What this town is like when the Dolphins are top dog. When the Dolphins are top billing. There's a different energy to our sports scene when the Dolphins are on top. And you got a little bit of a taste of that last year. It will be at a fever pitch if the Dolphins win on Sunday. And no one's going to care that they lost at Buffalo. No one's going to care that they lost at Philadelphia. The Dolphins beat the shit out of the bad teams. They leave no doubt. Against the bad teams. All the other really good teams. Buffalo, Philadelphia, San Francisco. You better not say San Francisco's a fraud. Only the Dolphins are allowed to be frauds. All of these other teams, they get tripped up by the lesser than teams. The Dolphins don't. And being a great team, you don't have to beat all the other great teams. It'd be nice if you split the games against the other great teams. Well, the Dolphins are 0-2 in that spot right now. They got another opportunity this Sunday. I really think they're ready. You're going to get some healthy bodies back. I know Rob Hunt, he's going to be out. But you're getting some healthy bodies back. It's looking like Connor Williams is going to be back. It's looking like Xavier Howard's going to be back. It's looking like Javon Holland's going to be back. You're getting some healthy bodies back. And while we don't yet know what this defense is going to be like when they're whole, we're starting to get a glimpse of it. You got Ramsey back last week. Xavier Howard now is your number two. I mean, does Ramsey follow Travis Kelsey around the field a little bit? I mean, I was surprised to hear that. That's what Travis was telling us yesterday. He thinks we're going to see some of that. I'm, I'm, oh, and by the way, so Dolphins at 930 on Sunday. This works out perfect because last week I'm doing three straight weeks. This being the third week of hosting ESPN Radio NFL Game Day with Herm Edwards and Mike Tannenbaum. I'm doing it again this weekend, but like last week, I couldn't really watch the Dolphin game. 
I'm giving like red zone updates on the Dolphin game because that's what the show is that we're doing. But I couldn't really watch it. I got the red zone on. And this week, I, uh, I'll get to watch the Dolphin game. And then right when the Dolphin game's over, you guys can listen to me. So I'm on from 1 to 5, ESPN Radio will be on locally, ESPN 106.3 FM, West Palm, the ESPN app, and of course, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can catch, I'll be hosting ESPN Radio NFL Game Day with Herm Edwards and Mike Tannenbaum. It's a fun show, and hopefully we'll be coming off a Dolphin win, keeping you up to speed with everything else that's going on. So this set, this game is huge for the Dolphins because it's not just about winning the AFC East. It's about you have four teams who are six and two, and if you really, if you really want to go to the Super Bowl, I know wild card teams get there every now and then, but this Dolphin team, it's about having two home games, getting a bye, and having two home games. That's a path to the Super Bowl. This Dolphin team's a different animal when they're playing at home, and this weekend, a puts you in a position for that goal, and B, sets up for what could be a major rematch in a potential AFC title game, maybe AFC divisional game, with the Kansas City Chiefs to get a little bit of an edge. Imagine, if the Dolphins have to face Kansas City in the playoffs, and they're facing them in Miami, and you have in your back pocket not only a win against Kansas City, but it was a win on neutral site. And then you have a home game in the playoffs, That's a big mental edge. That's what's at stake here this weekend. So, this this is a monster. There's no other way for me to put it. It's a monster weekend for the Dolphins. 9.30 a.m., get up early. You know, get get, get your house in order. Make sure the kids are all set up. Make sure the wife's got something to do. Maybe get her a spa day or something. Tell her to leave you alone. And get set up and ready to go by 9.30 a.m., Dolphins and Chiefs. Now, we got a few other things to get to here. I'm in a great mood today. I am. I'm in a great mood. We got big game or not a big game coming up. You guys know how we do on Fridays. Let me also tell you, Sheets and Giggles, the only bed sheets you're going to hear me tell you guys about on Zaslow Show 2.0 because I get the best sleep of my life now because I use Sheets and Giggles. Naturally softer, cooler, the most breathable sheets you're ever going to sleep on. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Not only is the timing great because they have their annual fall sale right now. You got 25% all over the place at SheetsGiggles.com. But if this is your first time going to Sheets and Giggles, go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code ZAZLO, 20% off your first order. How you load that? Promo code ZAZLO, 20% off your first order at SheetsGiggles.com. They're environmentally friendly, great pricing, the softest, coolest sheets ever. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. I mean, come on. I'm getting amazing sleep, and that's courtesy. That's thanks to my man, Colin. He's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He loves the Heat. He loves the Panthers. He loves the Dolphins. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code ZASLO. You get 20% off your first order. You don't even have to thank me. I just want to make sure that you're getting the best sleep of your life. Okay. I'm in a great mood, though. The Panthers, your favorite little hockey team. Last night, they are in Detroit against a Red Wings team that's off to a great start this season. Panthers are coming off of a loss earlier in the week against Boston in overtime. But overall, the Panthers going into last night have won four out of six. Remember, they started 0-2. Going into last night, they're 4-3-1. And now you got an opportunity where you're 
You're finishing out this road trip tomorrow in Chicago. Blackhawks stink. I got Connor Bedard, but remember, they were the number one overall pick last year for a reason. They stink. So if you can get this win against Detroit, you got an opportunity for a really good road trip before you come home. I think it's Columbus on Monday. So the Panthers last night in Detroit against a good, at least it looks like it, a good Red Wings team. After a scoreless first period, Bobrovsky looks great. And then in the second period, the Panthers, they get a lucky bounce. Mikola ahead for Steven Lawrence breaking in. He'll shoot off Reimer's glove, off the crossbar, and it's in. They score. Lombard might have poked it home. Lawrence took the shot. Either way, the Cats are on the board. Yes, Steven Lawrence with his first goal as a Panther. Bounces off the glove, off the crossbar, off Reimer's back into the net. It was it, it was Lawrence's goal. So one nothing Panthers. Again, Bobrovsky was fantastic. We get to the closing moments of the game. A furious finish as the Red Wings. Again, the Panthers are going to have to stave off another team who pulls the goalie for the extra skater late. Kulikov up ahead. He shoots. And he just missed. Lundell for Kachuk. Hit to the boards. Gets it to Lundell. Empty net goal. Bingo! Anton Lundell. Yes, Anton Lundell. His first goal of the season. So Lawrence gets his first goal. Lundell's first goal, amazing job by Kachuk, keeping the play alive there. Lundell gets the empty net goal. Panthers win 2-0. Bobrovsky, that's my dog, I told you. After last season's postseason Stanley Cup run, Bobrovsky's my dog, all right? He gets the shutout. Panthers win 2-0. They improved to 5-3-1. Since starting 0-2, they've won 5 of 7 games. Points, obviously, in 6 of those 7 games. And Panthers are good. They look good. Good. The penalty kill was awesome last night. They look like that defensive-minded, tough team that we saw in the postseason last year. And it's it's not even about treading water until you get them back. The Panthers are off to a good start now at 5-3-1. And they're probably a few weeks away, maybe three weeks away, from getting their two best defenders, Ekblad and Montour, back in the lineup. Sam Bennett, you got good news about him. They don't expect him to be out for too long. Within the month, they think he'll be back. And on top of it, Barkov, just two goals so far. Kachuk only has one goal so far. So the Panthers are doing this 5-3-1, 5 out of 7 in the win column. And they're doing it without Kachuk being a, a huge star. And without Ekblad and Montour, who are going to be returning soon. This is a real good start. For the Panthers, real good start. And they outplayed Boston, for the most part, in Boston on Monday night. So, get the win tomorrow in Chicago, and then go out and see a favorable hockey team on Monday night as they host the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, I feel great about what's going on with the Panthers. Now, let's get on to the Heat. Tonight, they are hosting Washington. The Heat are the pits right now. They're 1-4, they stink. They're a tough watch. And it's part of why I'm so excited about what the Panthers are doing. By the way, anyone on load management last night, the Panther game? Was anyone resting last night with the Panther game? No. I'm watching, like, I'm excited during the Panther game. And my son, he's almost 50. He's like, he's like, Dad, it's, it's regular season game number nine. What are you getting so much? I'm like, the regular season in the National Hockey League matters. And, and it's not just that it matters. But if the players are playing hard, The fans are going to, if the players show they care, fans are going to care. 
It's why I told you the game in, in Minnesota last weekend where Jimmy Butler sat out to rest. I didn't care they lost that game because if the team doesn't care, then I don't care. But anyway, tonight, the Heat are hosting Washington. This is an in-season tournament game. That's what we got going on here. Now, I think I have the rules down. And Washington, you want to hit rock bottom? You lose to Washington tonight. You cannot lose this game. This is the kind of game where when Pat Riley first got here, this is the kind of game where if the Heat were to lose it, he trades everybody. That happened one time. The Heat lost a game at the 76ers back in 1995, 1996. The Heat scored like 58 points. That game was awful. Traded everybody. That was when it just sent everybody out. And that was when they ended up facing Chicago the next game. They only had eight players, and they, they were one of the 10 losses that the 72-win Bulls had. Traded everybody. Tonight would be one of those games. This Wizard team is so pathetic. But the Heat look terrible right now. They're terrible in the fourth quarter, and they're a one-point win against Detroit at home from being 0-5. Tonight, though, is the much bandied about in-season tournament. Do I have extra interest in this game tonight? I'm a game-time decision in that regard. I don't know if I have extra interest. You're going to turn on the game. They got the floors. We have fancy-looking floor. Are the Heat going to be in the Heat culture jerseys tonight? It feels like they are. But you're going to have the fancy floor. Everybody's got a new floor. Every game tonight is an in-season tournament game. So we have group play. Teams are a group. It's us, Washington, Charlotte, New York, Milwaukee. Tonight we have Washington. There are eight, uh, six groups, excuse me. There are six groups. After all these group games, group play games are every Tuesday and Thursday for the next few weeks. Now, except for next uh, Tuesday and Thursday? Tuesday and Friday? Tuesday and Friday maybe it is. Anyway, it's for the next few weeks. After you play your group play games, the winner of each group, all six of those teams, makes it to the quarterfinals in Vegas, which begin early December. There are six teams. Now, there's going to be two wildcard teams. One from the East, one from the West. Best record in their groups. All kinds of tiebreaker scenarios are going to come into play. Don't make me go through all of it. It'll make your head spin. Those eight teams, quarterfinals, then semifinals, then finals. That's all in Vegas. There's money on the line. If you get to the quarterfinals, you get $50,000 per player. If you win in the quarterfinals... You get $100,000. If you get to the semifinals, you get $200,000. If you win the tournament, $500,000 a player. I don't care how much money you're making. That's a lot of money for winning a game, for winning a little tournament. So you're hoping that the players will play hard. You're hoping that fans watching it are going to feel like it means a little extra. I'm I'm more into it like now than I was a few weeks ago. I feel like when we're watching the game tonight that I'm going to be into it because the season has got off to such a shit start for the Heat where it's like, all right, give me something to feel good about. Can we go out there? Can we try hard? Can we play hard? And can we get to, like, can we get to Vegas where the NBA is going to have all kinds of pomp and circumstance and make this feel like it's a big special thing? And then can we win the first ever in-season tournament? Like, I'm leaning toward being into it. I'm a game-time decision. I don't know if I'm going to treat it any differently. I'm leaning toward being into it. But here's the thing, and, and I wonder if this will backfire at all on the league. And here's what I mean. I want the players to play hard. And 
The money incentive, I think, is going to likely accomplish that, at least when they get to Vegas. I do think that players are going to play hard. I don't know about the group play games like tonight, but once they get to Vegas, I, I, I certainly think so. But here's the thing. When the players are playing super hard in Vegas for this bonus money, fans are, I think fans are still going to get insulted. And here's what I mean by that. Where it's, okay, they're playing hard, they have extra incentive because there's money on the line, why aren't they playing hard during the season? When they're paid to do just that. They're paid 20, 30, 40 million dollars, some players, to play. And they don't play hard and they sit out games. They need more money, an extra 500,000 to win this tournament. They need more money to play hard. They're already being paid so much money just to play. Why don't they play? Why don't they play hard? They need more money on top of that just to play hard? I, I think there could be a little bit of backlash in that regard from the average Joe fan who doesn't see why the money they're paid originally is incentive enough to play hard. So you hope that doesn't backfire. I'm a game-time decision when it comes to... Obviously, I'm watching... But I'm a game-time decision as far as how much I care about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaning toward caring. I'm leaning toward it being a thing that I'm interested in. All right. Coming up, we're going to have big game or not a big game. You know how we do on Fridays. We're going to get to Mark Zinno. He's going to give us the winning plays as far as the weekend is concerned. He'll tell us how to make that money. You know, we're always trying to make that loot. All right. He'll tell us exactly how to do it. But first, I got to tell you guys. If you're thinking about getting a new car, the only car dealership I send you to is North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. We're talking the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. If you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for your family, you're looking for something just fun, a Subaru sedan for yourself, I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, where at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can be payment-free through the rest of 2023. Make no payments for 90 days when you purchase any North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicle. You can shop from your home at nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, nflsubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. All right, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You know how we're going to get down this weekend with all the football action. I'll be on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Got a Johnny Cuba in my hand. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. You've heard him on ESPN Radio with myself, Mark Zinno. He's our betting expert today. We got to get the winning plays. Always good to have you on the show, Mark. I appreciate you doing this today. It's good to see you. And and first, let's start out with not from a gambling perspective, all right? We'll get to all that good stuff. But Dolphins Chiefs is a monster for us here this week. Give me some thoughts on, A, 
Uh, is this going to be the, the most watched game in NFL Network history? This, you know, normally you're talking out there Sunday morning in London. I mean, this is Germany. You're getting the Jaguars and some shitburger team. This is Dolphins and Chiefs. This is Tua Mahomes, Tyreek Hill against his old club. So give me some thoughts on how on how big this game is and what you feel about the Dolphins going into this game. Well, I'll say this much. The NFL really tested their limits here with putting this game on for a 9.30 Eastern start, especially for everybody out on the West Coast uh, who would have to be up at 6.30 to catch the opening kickoff of this game. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a real hard sell to a lot of people. This should have been a th- Sunday night, Monday night game, and it would have, you know, Yep. Done the highest ratings of the year easily. All that said, look, I think that there is, um, you know, a from from a perspective of the game itself, you know, th- th- there's good reason why money is coming in on Miami. This thing opened at two and a half, down to one and a half, and uh, I I understand it, but this game isn't about two offenses really. It, it, it's genuinely not. Um, it's more about Miami's offense versus KC's defense, and KC's offense against Miami's defense, like. I think this total is a little bit inflated because of the names and the players and and the guys in the back of the jersey. You know, uh, we're, we're going to think this thing is going to be an old-fashioned shootout. I don't think that's going to be the case, honestly. Um, I, I think I made this number, this total for this game at 48, 48 and a half, and it's at 50, 50 and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if it gets to a key number of 51 as far as totals is concerned. But look at this. You have Patrick Mahomes, who played awful last week, and he's got the flu, flying overseas. Who that wants to fly for eight hours when they got the flu? How miserable does that sound? Um, so he's not a hundred percent. We know that. And we also know that these games, you know, remember they're being played at odd times. I know teams fly over there, but there's so much new, right? It's just a new environment, new locker rooms, new field, new turf, everything. And so they tend to start out a little bit slower. That's just the way that the Europe games have gone. It's just hard for, for teams to score and get adjusted. Usually it comes in the second half. Now the matchup part of this as is, is that, you know, this Chiefs defense is really good. Fourth in total defense, second in scoring defense. Um, and they help their team win because shocking stat. Now, and, and I'll even ask you a question. Do you know how many turnovers the Chiefs have on the offensive side of the ball? No. 16. That's third worst wow. in the NFL. Wow. So look what their defense is doing. It's saving their ass yeah. on a weekly basis. And I say all the caveat all that to say their defense is really good and we're not giving it enough credit. I would tell you their defense is playing better right now than their offense is. Mm-hmm. So every time we've seen the Dolphins step up in class against a good defense, like we saw in Buffalo and Philadelphia, guess what? Hasn't gone well. They scored 20 or less in both those games. So I think the Chiefs will stifle the Finns here a little bit early. Now, they're the one team really that knows how to, I would assume they know how to defend Tyreek Hill because he played with them, so they know exactly what to do, and Andy Reid knows exactly what to do. That's that's really what it boils down to. But on the flip side, it's a Dolphins defense that obviously has some issues. I, I know that Jalen Ramsey is back, and and that gives him a little bit of a lift, but still, this is not a good pass defense. And does one guy change that? We'll find out over the course of time. The real question is, is can they stop Kelsey? The Dolphins allow the third most receptions to tight ends this season, so they're going to have to find a way to keep him out of the offense and basically say, look, we'll let anybody else on this team beat us. doesn't matter what the name on the back of the jersey is. Just don't let Kelsey do it. I don't really have a great feel for the side of the total. The Chiefs are always good in this spot from a standpoint of after Andy Reid has a loss and he's less than a field goal favorite, he usually comes out pretty well in those spots. So I would probably lean on KC. But again, I think the total in this game is inflated. I like the first half under 24 and a half. If you had a vote for MVP, do you go Tua? Or do you go Tyreek Hill? It's normally a quarterback award, but Tyreek Hill right now is on pace with the greatest 
greatest season receivers ever had, even if we want to do it on pace for 16 games. Yeah, I mean, look, I would argue if it's not Tyreek Hill, uh, and I would love to see a five or six game sample size if Tyreek was ever hurt of what Tua would look like. Because I, 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 we all know it looked very different. But if it's not Tyreek Hill, it's probably A.J. Brown. <laughs> it's probably a wide receiver at this point in time who deserves the MVP award in the NFL. Not a quarter. There's no quarterback who's really shining this year. There just isn't. I told you about all the turnovers Mahomes has had. Allen's had his struggles. Burrow hasn't looked good yet. Um, you know, and, and two is playing the best of any quarterback out there. But, you know, uh, as much as we want to complain about the the tush push, brotherly shove, whatever the hell you want to call it, Tyreek Hill is the same cheat code, man. Like, you can't. You, you can't defend that guy unless you sell out to just, you know. I saw a video earlier today on on uh, on Instagram of the old days of Calvin Johnson, and the Saints lined literally two guys up against yeah. him in front of him. Like, yeah. it was a punt. You know, they, he was yeah. a gun on the punt. And they, like, that's what you have to do to Tyreek. And, and you know, the mistake that people make, and I, when I watch Tyreek, and I, I've said this every week, you can't run right at him. That is the worst thing you can do because he's so quick. And he can get around you so much faster. All you have to do is get him to pause and hope help comes really quick and just surround him. Like, that's the only way to bring him down. to the. And he's smart because he doesn't fight for extra yards. He goes out of bounds. He'll fall down as soon as contact comes near him. Yeah, he doesn't take the Guess hits. what? He just he keeps his body fresh and he keeps his body fast. He's not looking for an extra two yards at the lower shoulder. Anybody guy goes down and goes to live another play, and no one ever yeah gets- without without the uh, you know not the same speed, but there's a very Marvin Harrison element to him where yes. Harrison never took hits. That's why he played as long as he did and was productive as long as he was. So, you know, it's really tough to defend Tyreek. And I, I, you know, sometimes you're watching, yeah, I just go, thank God I don't got to play that guy. All right, let's get to some winning plays here. I'll ask you about a couple of the local teams (laughs) here and, uh, and then you give me your best plays. Do you, do you feel any kind of way about the hurricanes this weekend? Uh, The hurricanes have been, it's been a really weird three weeks for them down here. A couple overtime wins. You have that disaster a few weeks ago against Georgia tech. Uh, North Carolina State, they're on the road this weekend. They're a five-point favorite. Do you feel any kind of way about the Canes? I like NC State. I hope your audience doesn't hate me. Um, <laughs> it's not a good spot for Miami, and they've been too inconsistent. Um, you know, NC State is a team that, you know, still has a, a, a decent defense. You get Miami on the road here uh, for a night kickoff in Raleigh. It just – you know, the number laying five and a half, typically a dead number in football, both college and the pro. I, I don't I'll take NC State with the points. I think Miami might be able to win the game by a field goal or two points, but I don't I wouldn't lay it with Miami. Now, you've loved FSU all year. FSU yep. uh, looks like they're a 21 and a half point favorite at Pitt this weekend. Uh, do you feel like FSU covers that? They should look. I have a ticket in my back pocket to FSU to win the national title sitting at nine to one. I got it the second week of the season and didn't wait because I kind of there was no reason to wait. I I, I knew that this team uh, was going to really be unchallenged for a better part of the year, so uh, I had no issue backing Florida State. Pittsburgh, I think their their gas has run out. You know, they had that um, that, that 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 win over Louisville, uh, and and they played well last week. And guess what? This is where they just there's the steam runs out for Pitt. Now the problem with Florida State is that. They don't have to be pushed really hard to beat teams like Pitt. So they can sleepwalk their way through this game and end up not covering. They're not going to lose the game. If they lose the game, God, I, I, my national championship ticket should would be burning. But, um, you know, so they, they don't have to be necessarily great. What I typically like to do in games like this, right, is just cut the game in half. Because here's the deal. If Florida State isn't winning by 14 at half, 
then why would I believe they're going to I, – I don't want to just trust that all of a sudden a second-half outburst is going to come and they're going to end up putting five more touchdowns up on the board. So are you, teams are more motivated in the first half. What happens is if they get a lead, then they sort of peel back a little bit. You know, they start to play reserves or just take their foot off the gas, run the ball, punt it away, you know, allow the other team to stay in the game. Similar to what they did against Boston College, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we forget that was a 31-10 to 10 game in the fourth quarter. And they just kind of – uh, it's Boston College, we'll be okay. And Boston College kept fighting. And next thing you know, it's a two-point game, and it looked a lot closer than it really was. So I would take Florida State in the first half and lay the points. All right, let's hear what your best plays are for tomorrow. Oh, God. Big college card tomorrow. Uh, I- I'll tell you what. Listen, USC is winning outright. Um, Washington has been playing with fire for four weeks now. There's an argument they could have lost all of their last four games. Certain- we know they should have lost to Oregon if Dan Lanning wasn't a putz. They would have lost to Oregon. That much we know. We know they should have lost to Arizona State. If it wasn't for like a 92-yard pick six as Arizona State was going in for a go-ahead score, they don't win that game. And then last week against Stanford of all teams, they got a two-point lead in the fourth quarter, and Stanford has the ball with five minutes left and can't get, you know, into position to kick a game-winning field goal. They score, you know, they, I think they get a pick six or a turnover on downs, and Washington scores a garbage touchdown, makes it a nine-point game. So, this is a situation here where Washington and Michael Penix has not been right. He's been injured since the Oregon game, uh, and he hasn't looked good. He got injured in that game, and he just hasn't looked the same. Like, he's not the same runaway Heisman guy that we thought he was three or four weeks ago. Um, and USC is fighting for their season here. I mean, in look, they win this game and sets up next week as an elimination game with, with Oregon. Loser will be out of the Pac-12 championship and headed to a New Year's Six Bowl, mm-hmm. if not less than that. So... Um, I, I think the USC plays with a sense of urgency, and this is not exactly a Washington defense that you need to be scared of. Last team to have the ball wins, probably, but I think it's USC. I think them at home uh, really comes out on top here. Uh, a couple other games that, that I like. Um, Iowa State at Kansas. Oh, I'm sorry, Kansas at Iowa State, rather. Mm-hmm. This is one of these situational spots that you scream for as a gambler, right? You have Kansas coming off an outright upset win over Oklahoma last week, snapping an 18-game losing streak to the Sooners, and they celebrated like they just won a college basketball national championship. They're now going to head to Ames, Iowa, which is where a lot of Big 12 teams go to die for a night game against the Cyclones team that they haven't beaten in Ames since 2008. Kansas also hasn't won back-to-back conference games since 2008. Wow. Lance Leopold, Jayhawks, 2-5 and five straight up and ATS away in Big 12 games when coming up a straight-up underdog win. Cyclones, 9-2 straight up, 7-4 ATS, including 5-0 straight up and 4-1 and in Ames, Iowa uh, in this series. So when they play in Ames, they end up dominating Kansas. I don't think Kansas has the emotional uh, capacity to play up two weeks in a row like this. There's a reason why Iowa State is favored against a, quote, ranked team. We all know Kansas is not a ranked team, right? Like, literally, name the best 25 teams in the country. Kansas is not there. So you get this situation here where you get an unranked team favored against a ranked team coming off a big win. Situationally screams Iowa, Iowa State, rather. Give me less than a field goal. Love it there. Um, I, like it. I know a lot of people don't want to jump on this, but I will. Alabama, I'm going to lay the three with them. Second consecutive revenge spot for Nick Saban. In revenge spots, he's 17 and one straight up and 12 and six against <laughs> the number, including last game against Tennessee, where he avenged a loss last year in Knoxville. This game isn't about what you think it's about. This game is literally about an LSU defense that won't be able to stop Jalen Milrow and a passing offense that's getting better every week. Look, Alabama, in reality, 
Zaz only has to get two or three stops because you know how many stops that, J- that LSU's defense can get? Like zero. <laughs> they can't stop anybody. Um, so if Alabama plays mistake-free football and doesn't put themselves in positions where they're behind the sticks often, they're going to win this game. Um, this is a, this is an absolute revenge spot that Saban is salivating over. And guess what? The only time the same quarterback has beaten Saban in back-to-back years hasn't happened since he was at Michigan State. So Jaden Daniels is going to try to do it two years in a row. Not happening. Give me Bama. I'll lay the three at a good number. And here's another one. Uh, Oregon, team total over 41 and a half. There are different numbers out there. You could probably play this a, a bunch of different ways, but like Oregon is in juggernaut mode right now. They're averaging 45 points a game. That's the third best in the country. They're going up against a Cal defense that's giving up 480 yards of offense and 43.2 points per game over the last five weeks. They've also allowed at least 50 in three of the last five games. So unless the Ducks make a litany of mistakes, I think they clear this number. Even if you take out the 81 points that they scored against Portland State at home, they're still averaging 45 points a game at home. I think the Ducks poured on this one. Cal's defense is not as good as it was earlier in the year. Uh, and Oregon, even though it's you could argue it's a look-ahead spot with USC on deck next week, they're, they're, they are too good right now. And, and Bo Nix should be the Heisman favorite, even though he's not. I like so it. that's where I am on the card this week. I'll throw one more at you real quick with a very short handicap. All right. Vanderbilt getting 12 and a half at home against Auburn. Zaz, there isn't a planet and a galaxy anywhere where Auburn should be laying 12 and a half points to anybody, any power five team on the road. Their offense is putrid. It's absolutely putrid. Um, I don't think Vanderbilt wins this game, but if they get to 17, they'll cover this number. Let's get a couple of your good plays for Sunday as well. NFL Sunday, obviously we talked a little about Dolphins Chiefs. Uh, you lean toward the Chiefs. You don't necessarily love it. You lean toward the under as well. What, are some, of, what, are, your, you, yeah. what are some of your better plays for Sunday? Dallas Cowboys plus three. They win the game. Um, you know, look, I don't think the Eagles are as good as their record suggests, and they're certainly not as good as they were last year. Like, peel back the layers a little bit. I looked at a blowout win over the Bucks, okay? Mm-hmm. And they beat the Dolphins pretty handily. But other than that, they've been pushed to the limit twice by the commanders, barely escaped over the Patriots in week one, and uh they got four turnovers from the Vikings in week two to help them win that game. And then they only manage six second-half points over the Rams in a three-point game to pull away. And then they lose outright to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Like, do the Eagles really strike you as a team that separates from everybody all that well? They don't. I think the Cowboys are in full mode where they can take advantage. Other than the blowout loss of the 49ers, the Cowboys have outgained every single opponent that they've played this year. They're 6-1 and one straight up and ATS in their last seven division games as a road dog of fewer than four points. Mike McCarthy is a head coach since taking over in Dallas. 6-1 and one straight up. Five and two against the number in division games uh, against teams with a better than 500 record. And Dak Prescott, get this in his career, 27 and seven straight up, 24 and 10 ATS in division games, wow. including seven and one straight up and against the number during the first half of the season when Dallas typically has been a lot better earlier in the year. So uh, I like the Cowboys here, uh, even though the game is in, uh, Philly. in Philly, I, I still think it's a, a spot where Dallas could take advantage Um of of a of an Eagles team that isn't as good as we all thought or their their record seven one record says they are. Um, I'll take the Bills on Sunday night. I think they're a better team than 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 the Bengals. And um, the Bills are in a massive revenge spot from that game yep. in the playoffs last year in the snow where they didn't play well. I hope Sean McDermott is smart enough to just let Josh Allen do what he wants to do 
and let him play a little backyard football and take off and run and just create havoc. Um, and he's not a guy you want to put shackles on, right? Let him just let the offense come to him, so to speak. Um, and the Bengals, they're not really clicking yet. You know, I mean, look, they had that that bad start. And I know they get a big win over the Niners last week, but it's one of those things where, you know, they might have put all the emotional energy into winning a game. It felt like they had to win against the Niners against a banged up Niners team. And now they got to welcome a Bills team that's probably a little bit more motivated to win than they are at this point in time. So give me the Bills. It's a short enough number. You could take them on the money line. If you feel like taking the one and a half two, whatever the number is, go ahead and do it. And this, this one's kind of gross. Uh, I fully admit it. Uh, and it's not a game that I would normally play because I don't really ever bet on the team that I root for. Let me I, hear it. Let me hear it. To admit that I root for the New York Giants, but I'm taking the Giants against the Raiders here. There's a couple of things at play. One, Daniel Jones is coming back. And say what you want about Daniel Jones and the narratives out there about him, I think, are genuinely, you know, off. That said, he's still a clear upgrade from Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito, who was stunk at Illinois and, and now stinks in the NFL. Uh, good for him that he's got an NFL contract. But guess what? That's not an NFL quarterback. So he's clearly an upgrade there. I know the Giants traded away some players and everything that looks like kind of they're selling on the season and everything else. But those are usually buy low spots on teams that you could take advantage of. Um, you know, Leonard Williams, a great player. The Giants defense overall hasn't really been part of the problem this year. It's been more of their offense than anything else, even though their secondary stinks. But is this a Raiders team they could take advantage? Like, typically when a team fires a coach, I always look at it one of two ways, and I always usually pause a week, right? Because there is one of two things that happens. The energy ticks up, team plays well, right. they go out and get a win that nobody expects them to get, or they just get their doors blown off because everything is the wheels have completely come off the wagon and everybody's gone. Some of that depends on the time of this season, right? If the firing comes... In the last four games, usually that's when everybody's off the wagon. No one gives gives a rip and, and everything's gone. You're still at the midway point. So I lean towards the uptick in energy, as we've seen. But that doesn't involve a change in quarterback. If Jimmy Garoppolo was still quarterbacking this team, I would absolutely play on the Raiders. He's not. Aiden O'Connell is another guy who's probably not an NFL quarterback. I'll take the Giants here as a dog on the road uh, in, in a spot where I just think that, you know, the, the Raiders probably shouldn't be favored really against anybody at this point. Uh, it's hard for me to, to buy on the Raiders as a favorite. So situationally, I'll take the Giants uh, and, and I'll take the two points. And, you know, just this is one of these games as where I'm probably not even going to watch it. Just going to hold my nose and look away my <laughs> phone for a score and go, please tell me this is working out in my favor because it's going to be ugly. Excellent job here, Mark. Uh, lastly, not gambling related. NBA in-season tournament is tonight. I'm trying to work myself into caring about it. I, I guess I'm a game-time decision whether or not I, I'm going to actually care more about it than a regular season game. Are you into it? How do you feel about it? I totally forgot until I saw it, like, labeled uh, on, like, uh, on, on an app or it was ESPN's app or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, they're starting that stupid tournament thing. Does it matter? Um, no, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm only looking at it. I'm not going to lie. I'm only looking at it from a gambling perspective. Like, I don't think anybody really actually cares who wins this in-season tournament. Um, there's not really an incentive other than money, right? Like, it would be one of those things where if it's it kind of like Survivor, if you were granted immunity, like if, if the winner of the in-season tournament was automatically guaranteed the eight seed, like that to me would be something like, okay, or at least being in the play-in tournament, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can't finish worse than 10th, mm -hmm. right? If, like, if that was th – there would be a lot more on the line for teams to actually give a rip to know that, hey, no matter what, we know we can at least – we'll be playing in the postseason. And I, I wonder how teams would – that would actually affect teams going forward. But, 
regardless, my point is that like, there's just not enough. I don't think there's enough incentive for the players to treat it any different than a regular game. Right. It can have an adverse effect to what you just mentioned there too. Cause I thought about it as well, but if it guarantees you, like, let's say it guarantees you at least the six spots, you could avoid the play-in. Well, if you're not such a great team, you may rest your guys the final week of the season. Cause you know, even though you're currently a uh, 10th place, you know, you're going to get sixth. So well, it could do the I opposite. You you know? Right. That's why I say you would only get 10th. You know that you would have to be on the road for a playing game that if yeah. you, lose, you go home. Um, and that way, you know, the only team, there's only one team really getting robbed in there. Right. So like if the Spurs are at the bottom of the Western conference uh, and they're guaranteed the 10 seed because somehow they win the tournament, the only teams that are mad are like, you know, uh, whoever the tents in the Pelicans, right? That's the only team that's really upset about the whole thing. So I don't know. Again, I just, when I look at player motivation in this spot, Zaz, I go, I don't know if they'll treat this any different than a regular season. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't it know. is we'll interesting. There's a couple of interesting lines out there tonight. I will say this much. Mm-hmm. You have the winless Memphis Grizzlies laying three on the road to Portland. And someone explained to me why the Dallas Mavericks who are undefeated are catching seven points from the Denver Nuggets. It's in Denver, I'm assuming. Has to be. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess because Kyrie is still out. I mean, I'm not a fan, but I guess that's why. I mean, Jamal Murray's a game-time decision. Like, what? Is somebody not playing in this game? And that's what I have to wonder about this tournament thing. Is that shading the line in any size, way, shape, or form? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I I don't know if odds makers really have account. I'd have to talk to a bookmaker, but I don't know if they've ever accounted for this tournament being anything. So those are two lines that jump off the page at me. Uh, probably take the over in Dallas-Denver. and. um as bad as Memphis has been, Portland might be the worst team in the league this year. They don't have a lot of shooting at all, and they can't get to 100. I mean, all we all we heard is how much they hate Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero right now has been amazing so far this year for the Heat. Yes. Well, again, uh, that's another line. That, it's nine and a half for Miami. Uh, Washington's defense is terrible. but Washington can Miami is score? such a joke. Washington is so bad. I know. Um can Miami score in this game like that? The other thing, there was another one that interested me. Like I would have to say that the heat would have to get to one fifteen on their own. Um, It'll be tough. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, do you, does, can Miami put up one fifteen against a bad one? And here's the thing, because Washington is so bad. Miami doesn't have to push the pace to score. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they could just comfortably win this thing. One Oh five, you know, 98 and, and not mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bigger total than what I had expected uh, in that game. If it was in the teams, like 217, 218, I'd be like, okay, let me hit the over. Miami will get to 110 on their own, and we should be good. Um, but no, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, it, it is, I don't know what to think about Miami. We'll see. I, I don't know if I'm going to care extra about the game tonight. I don't know. Like, it's going on. They're going to have the new courts. Like, oh, okay. I, you got I, new I courts for this too? Oh, yeah. Every court tonight you'll see it's like a new design on the court. Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to doll it up, this tournament. They want it to look fancy. You'll see. It's going to look a little bit different. I don't know. I'm a game-time decision if I care more about these games tonight. I don't know. Uh, Mark, excellent job. Tell everybody how they can catch you, how they can see you on social media, and get all your picks. Go ahead. Yeah, on Twitter, N-I-G, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O, over at uh, Wager Talk at Sports Memo as well, and Sports Grid, Sports Grid TV, YouTube, Series XM, Channel 159. Great job, Mark. Good catching up with you, man. I appreciate Same it. Same to you, brother. You're the best. Excellent job by Mark Zinno, giving us some winners. I especially like the college football plays. We could be, tomorrow could be a pretty busy day here as far as the gambling goes in the Zaslow Mansion. Nobody call me, nobody text or tweet me or anything once the games get going. This is very serious business. All right, you guys know what time it is. It's Friday. 
There's a lot of games. Mark gave you a few of them there. But now you're saying to yourself, Zazlo, I gotta know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game? Every Friday, presented by Brunt Insurance from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance delivers you that comprehensive insurance coverage tailored exactly to your needs. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for 10 years now. Since 2013, they specialize in not just homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, boater's insurance. If you don't own your home, renter's insurance, condo insurance. The key is if you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage, you're making the right call. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. And with locations all throughout the state of Florida, number one rate insurance agency in Florida. With locations all throughout the state of Florida, Greg Brunt and his team, fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance, they know exactly what type of coverage you need. 954-589-2204. Let the agents at Brunt Insurance find you the right policy by educating you on all your options so you know the ins and outs of your policy of choice. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to big game or not a big game. First up tonight at 8 p.m. Bally Sports Sun. Washington Wizards at your Miami Heat. This is an in-season tournament game. Will Bally Sports Sun be working all week long? You haven't been able to get your Bally Sports app to work. You've been missing out on Heat games. You've been missing out on Panther games. Bally Sports sucks. Luckily for me, I have DirecTV Stream. There's no issues with my Bally feed. But the app has been a nightmare this week. I feel bad for you guys. With that said, there's a lot at stake here for Miami. Forget just that it's the in-season tournament. You like to, you know, is there a little extra on the line? We'll find out. We'll see if the guys are playing hard. But... The Wizards are a joke. The Heat have the worst record in the Eastern Conference. You lose this game, it's going to feel like the sky is falling. Wizards at Heat, that's a big game. Big game or not a big game. Tomorrow, 12 p.m., ESPN 2. Arkansas Razorbacks at the Florida Gators. That's right. Now, the Gators, we know they're having a very tough season, 5-3, and three, but Arkansas is awful. All right, the Gators right now, three and two in the SEC. Arkansas, winless at 0-5. The game's at the Swamp. This should be an easy win. Arkansas at Florida, not a big game. Big game or not a big game. Saturday, 1 p.m., Peacock. WWE Crown Jewel live from Saudi Arabia. You got both big championships on the line. The WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, takes on L.A. Knight. Yeah! And you have Seth Rollins, the WWE World Champion, defending against Drew McIntyre. I think McIntyre is going to win the title. I do. Will Damian Priest cash in money in the bank? I don't know. I can't predict the future. Make sure you go back and listen to last night's bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me, where we gave you a Crown Jewel preview. WWE Crown Jewel on the cock. That's a big game. Saturday, 3.30, ESPN. Number four, Florida State Seminoles 
at Pitt Panthers. FSU, national title hopes. Everybody knows that. 6-0, the only undefeated team in the ACC. Pitt's terrible. They're 1-3 in the ACC. This should be an easy win. You heard Zinno there. He loves FSU. Florida State at Pitt, not a big game. Saturday, 8 p.m., ACC Network. Miami Hurricanes, can they make it three wins in a row after two straight overtime wins at home against Clemson and Virginia? They are at NC State. NC State stinks. They are 2-2, two two, though, in the ACC, while the Canes are also 2-2. Two two. The Canes, can they get three wins in a row? Hey, I don't think this is a cakewalk. You heard Zinno. He thinks the Canes can win it. He doesn't like them covering Miami at NC State. I'm going to go big game. You didn't think I was going to go in that direction. I'm going to go big game. Saturday, 8 p.m., Bally Sports, Florida. The Florida Panthers at the Chicago Blackhawks. The Panthers already told you they're hot. They're having a real nice start to this season. Can they finish this road trip with uh, uh, taking two out of three, I think it would be. I think it's a three-game trip. The Blackhawks are 3-6-0. Tough start. They got the star, Connor Bedard. Can the Panthers come home with another road win tomorrow night at the Blackhawks? Is it going to be a Bobrovsky in Nets? I don't know. It feels like it could be a Stolares game. Panthers at Blackhawks. That's a big game. You know it. And finally, one more. Sunday, 9.30 a.m. NFL Network. The Kansas City Chiefs at 6-2, leading the AFC West, excuse me, taking on the AFC East and 6-2, Miami Dolphins. AFC East leading Miami Dolphins. Is this an AFC Championship preview? Are the Dolphins finally up to the big challenge? Does Tyreek Hill... Does he have some extra motivation against his old club? I think so. How can he not? Is Tua going to outduel Patrick Mahomes? Chiefs versus Dolphins in Germany. That's a big game. And that right there, courtesy of Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, Bruntinsurance.com is another edition A big game or not a big game. Wow. Wow, do we got some big stuff going on this weekend. That's what I'm talking about. Whew. All right. Everybody settle down. Everybody take it easy. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's start things off here. ESPN Radio, 6 to 10 every morning, Monday through Friday, unsportsmanlike, hosted by my pal Evan Cohen, alongside Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. Here's Chris Canty this morning. Look. Dolphins-Chiefs are not the only huge game. It wasn't a big game, not a big game, but Cowboys-Eagles, it feels, if it were a big game, not a big game, I'd probably say big game. Here's Chris Canty. It's championship or bust for Dallas. Aren't we done, Smalls, judging them by regular season success? Hell, they've had back-to-back 12-win seasons, but they've also had what we would deem early exits in the playoffs, both at the hands of the 49ers. So to me, this is a prove-it game for Dallas, and the thing that they're proving is not necessarily to the rest of the league, but they're proving it to themselves. Their best player, Michael Parsons, a couple weeks ago called the Eagles the best team in the NFL. Now, if I was a player, 
I probably wouldn't go out there and call a division rival the best team in the NFL, <laughs> but he said that. So now this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to prove to themselves that not only can they compete, but they can beat anybody. Yeah, I'm going big deal. I mean, it it it, it, it feels like a major – well, it feels like – it is a major game. If the Cowboys have any chance of winning the NFCs, they have to win this game. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys in a big spot. I like the Eagles. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Tyreek Hill yesterday after practice, he spoke to the media in Germany, and it sure sounds like he's got something extra for his old team. It doesn't really matter where, where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC, but it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. But y'all ready to use that bulletin board material. Go get that work. That's a big deal. Yes, there is extra incentive for Tyreek Hill. And then get this work wherever. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Good morning football on NFL Network this morning. You know we love that show. Here's Peter Schrager on the Dolphins and Chiefs this weekend. It seems like Mahomes is out of sync with these guys. So here's the contrast. What if Tyreek goes for 220 and three touchdowns and we've got (laughs) the Chiefs wide receivers with the Butterfingers like the Halloween special and they're dropping the passes and it's like... What could have been, and I know there's no regret. You won your Super Bowl. Uh, franchises and fan bases wait their entire lives for the sure. Super Bowl. They're good. They got a second ring. They did it without Tyreek. But if Tyreek is doing the deuces and he's flexing and he's doing all this stuff, while the Chiefs wide receivers are dropping passes and the Dolphins take care of business and beat the Chiefs, then you better believe as we head towards January, if they do play again, I would like to think that Tyreek and his team, the Dolphins, would have the edge over Kansas City, no matter whether it's the Chiefs fans welcoming Tyreek back or if that game is played in Miami. I'm going big deal. Everyone's fired up for this game. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Last night, the San Antonio Spurs, San Antonio Spurs took both games over the last few days in Phoenix. They had a shocking finish the other night where they would win by a point as the Suns coughed it up. And last night, the Spurs, they beat the Suns again behind a monster performance from the rookie Victor Wembanyama. 38 points, 10 rebounds. He was 15 of 26. The Spurs are 3-2. and two. Maybe the Spurs are going to be a little better than we think. Maybe the Suns are not going to be as good as we think. They had Devin Booker there. I mean, he didn't do anything. He had missed the previous three games, I think it was. Bradley Beal hasn't even played yet. That's why I hate crowning these teams before we see something. I don't know that the Suns are going to be good. I've never seen this group together as a good team. They're 2-3 right now. The Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. That's a big deal. He is clearly as advertised. I mean, in just his fifth game, 38 points, 10 rebounds, and he was huge down the stretch. Yeah, that's a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right, today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who's listened to the show all throughout this week. We had our one-year anniversary officially earlier in the week. If you're interested in being part of the show, if you want to get involved in the sponsorship, you could always hit me up. You could send me a message on social media, or you could email me, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. Love to have you on the board. If you think it's right for your business, if it's right for the show, we could have a conversation. Thanks to everyone who helped put together a great show as always. I can never do it without your hard work. We'll talk to you on Saslow Show 2.0 on Monday. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack 
of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.